Welcome to Boomcast, the official podcast from Boombox.io. I'm Music by Lucas. And I'm Noise London. Boombox is the new home of collaboration. Store, organize, and collaborate like never before. Go start your free account today. Today, we have a very special guest on the podcast, one of the real legends when it comes to music production, music production tutorials. I would say, like, honestly, like one of the OG influencers before there was really music production influencers, there was Zen World. This is really exciting to have you on. <laughs> yeah, thank, thank you guys for having me on, and you're very kind. I think, uh, yeah, I think you're right. I was one of the first. Um, but you know, there were there were there were people before me for sure. You know, like Sadoid Production. Boy we ignore band, all of them. It's just it's just you. <laughs> <laughs> thank you, but, thank you. <laughs> and since you're since you're big on sound design, that is our big question for all of you guys watching to comment below comment and let us know if you sound design if you are a beginner if you've never done it before which plugins you use to sound design and someone who comments will get a $500 gift card for their studio gear maybe for some plugins for sound design so make sure to comment below Zenworld <laughs> sound designer and that's what we want to focus on today I imagine yeah. when a lot of people come into music production they think about being superstar DJs right right you are mm -hmm. incredibly talented sound designer, something that I think has become a much, much more important part and well-recognized part of the industry. How did you end up becoming a sound designer? I'll be honest, producer first. Um, I yeah. used to frequent the forums of a lot of production communities, the main one being Ajuna Beats. Mm. And at that time, I think Skrillex was on the come up, I think he did like scary monsters and nice sprites and started reading a thread where a lot of producers were bashing him because I guess it came to light that a lot of the sounds were presets and, and a lot of yeah. sampled one shots. You know, I'm the type of guy that thinks way too ahead. So I was like, you know, if I ever get big, I don't want people talking about me like this. You know, I was mm. like straight up. So that's when I took it on myself to learn sound design fully, like, which I don't know if that's the thing you should do when you're learning mm -hmm. how to make music, you know, focus on other stuff. But I said, you know what, I'm going to learn sound design. So that's, that's the way it started. And did you, was there any tutorials or anything like that out there back then? Or do you, how'd you like, what was the first steps? No, yeah, there, there were a few uh, tutorials, Boy in a Band. Back then I was using Reason. So I think mm -hmm. he had a Thor, that's the synth and Reason for. So I started off with those, but eventually, you know, obviously the presets existed back then. Right. And if, you know, I kind of realized, oh, I could reverse engineer the presets to learn how to make the sounds. Mm. So a lot of my earlier career, I was learning tricks by just reverse engineering sounds from like vandalism. But yeah, just reverse engineering, man. Learned a lot of cool stuff. Eventually got analog synths, which to be honest, a lot of it is pre-routed for you. So I learned even more. Like I didn't know you could put the envelope on a pitch or on on certain parameters because you know when you're in a digital synth like serum it doesn't you have to route it like the lfo has to go here uh even mm -hmm. silent it doesn't have an envelope routed to the pitch as well so mm -hmm. it's really cool stuff that's, that's how i went about it do you think that sound design is becoming a more fundamental part of a producer's day-to-day -day and music creation yes and no i think that obviously having a signature sound is the ideal thing but i feel like there's much more to it like the way you use the sound versus mm -hmm. you know like the sound itself you know like the new dom dollar track or medusa track that's i just did like a 
the video on how to do. That's a very mm -hmm. basic sound. Like you read the comments on YouTube, you got the haters. They're saying, oh, that's just Benny Benassi sound from back in the day, right? But the Benny Benassi sound goes, right? Versus the Medusa one, it's like, it's a gated one. It's still the same sound, but just adding that gate to it made it unique in a sense, right? So to me, you know, I feel like yes and no. I feel like you can also use production techniques to make sounds that are already known to work. Mm. just sound a little more unique by just adding the fret again like gate and shit you know if you're um, if you're a beginner at sound design like if someone's watching this and has no idea like what plugins oh. would you recommend would be the go-to i mean obviously they got to watch your youtube channel but like what do you <laughs> what do you think they need uh besides like tutorials like is there anything specific that you would say like which sounds are the easiest to start with kicks subs leads oh yeah i don't even focus on kick subs uh Sub is probably the easiest, sauce, saw based sounds, square sounds, analog based sounds, you know, like like a moog or silent one. But the mm. best thing probably to do it with a serum. As long as you keep composure and use the analog shapes, you know, the basic shapes waveform. I'm yeah. I'm pretty sure you've done soundbacks too, right? So you know that. Oh, plenty, yeah. Yeah. I mean, most of the big songs out there that you hear are just basic saws, mm. squares. That's mainly it. And I feel like, yeah, sound design is cool and you can get crazy with it, but don't overcomplicate it, you know. Uh, but Serum is the one I would tell people to learn because it's very visual. Mm. So it's very easy to learn, oh, the filter opens up like this or or like, oh, a saw looks like this and it sounds like this versus when you use other synths. Sometimes the fact that it's not visual makes it harder. Even the LFO, right? You shape a mm -hmm. sound with it and you know it's going to sound beep because you can see it. Yes. Versus on an analog scene like a Moog, it's like, uh, <laughs> yeah, it does what exactly, right? So, Sarah, man, that's the way vital too. If, if you want a free one, right? Massive back in the day that I felt like that was like oh. the sound design tool. And yeah. YouTube videos, of which there weren't very many, drum and bass was like the big thing back then, too. I'm talking uh -huh. 13 years ago or something like that, and just sitting there being like, days. on earth is going on? And then <laughs> back to your message about uh what you're talking about uh presets i remember silent came out and someone brought it to my house and was like this is the synth that swedish house mafia used and we went through every single preset and it's like oh. this house mafia one preset and this this and this and this and then eventually serum came out and i totally agree with you. Was like the the thing that made serum so powerful was like when you add something to the matrix when you modulate one part of serum to another right use as a as a trigger you see it happening and that just makes so much more sense and same mm -hmm. vital when things are hidden in the background of the modulation matrix like they are with analog sense and i learned on analog sense i found that it might it took it was, took a lot more for my brain to compute what was going on unless i drew it on a piece of paper and and drew out the 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 routing if you have a preset and like you said you know it's how you produce the preset and what you do with it do you mm -hmm. think sound design aside from waveforms and envelopes how much of it is also part of the the effects section so i'm talking distortion reverb delay chorus and uh things that come internally and then also uh on top of that well my specialty is doing presets you know because my goal is to help the common producer that's always been my goal so i try to make my presets sound as good as possible of course there's sounds out there like you know, Sonderling, they have like this insane solid, but then it uh -huh. has this like delay on it that makes it unique, like, did it, did it, right? So that goes to yeah. the effects. But I, yeah, I agree. I do think 
effect effects play a huge role in the way the sound can be shaped the reverb you put delay you know obviously you have tone filter delays in a way where like it sounds metallic so you make it sound that way chorus right you have a basic saw you can turn that into like a super saw sort of but then if you want more of an old school vibe you go with chorus uh you can shape the sound with eq that's a big one you know a lot of us see eq as a mixing technique right but you can shape the sound of a saw for instance and make it sound different than someone else's by just boosting somewhere else that they don't like most people like to boost the highs right but what if you boosted mm. the mid lows over compression you know compress something you know like the old timers are like dynamics nah bro <laughs> like straight up comp compress the crap out of a saw and you get uh -huh. what the armin van buren w and w like you know big d sharp fat sound um david guetta you know the future rave sound bro it's mm. basic saw right but over compressed but that's the sound right so yeah there's a lot to the effects as well and I think that comes what what would you call it mixing or would you call that mm. sound design too? I think I still I still consider all of that sound design. Do you know what I mean? Until you're actually yeah. like seeing uh, you're looking to bring everything together, which is what mixing is, right? It's the balance of all the elements. When I put like an EQ on, maybe I'm not doing it within Serum. I'm putting it directly on the channel and reverb and delay. This for me is very still it, for me is still very much part of the creative process. And, and it's not yeah. that I think mixing isn't creative. It's just that I feel like, you know, people talk about like the left side of the brain and the right side of the brain. Right. Sure. One is logical and technical. I, I, I feel the same way about sound design and mixing, because if you start to in the, intertwine the two too much, you might get caught up in trying to clean up a sound where really you're just trying to get a bunch of character out of it. So I have a random question that I'm sure you've answered a million times, but I don't know the answer. So I'm going to ask it anyway, because I, I have you here. <laughs> but but why but why do you say beep, beep, what's up, ninjas? Okay, yeah. Um... Where'd this come from? <laughs> <laughs> okay, so I, I think there was a time in my YouTube career where I was like, you know, I was reading books and obviously, you know, watching tutorials. I think you can learn anything mm -hmm. on YouTube. So everyone says you have to have a community. You have to have something that everyone can know you for just like yeah. that. And I used to watch, I used to be into a lot of fitness, like bodybuilding. So it was this guy named Louis DeMarco. I don't know if he still makes videos, but okay, he'd always start beep, beep, <laughs> recording now. <laughs> so that's how it started. And then the ninjas thing was just more of a thing of, you know, I have a tattoo of the yin yang. So oh. obviously I'm into that sort of culture side of stuff. And I always loved ninjas as a kid. So I was like, yeah, let's call them ninjas. So that's cool. So that's the way it came. Yeah, dude. Yeah. And it's, it's, yeah. it's one of those ones that's interesting too. So you, you think of it, you're like, oh, what is that about? I'm sure you get that question a lot. But I have another yeah. uh, uh, question as well, which is you were talking about how one of the, and this is what a lot of people always say. They say, you want to be a sound designer. You want to know sound design because you want to be able to have unique music. You want to be able to stand out. You want to have your own sound, blah, blah, blah. But my question is to the people who are out there, like basically thinking like, hey, every sound has been made. You know what I mean? Like there is a yeah. good argument for that. Like every, you can only make so many sounds. Um, and we and we do try obviously to push the limits and do different things. But what do you think uh, with sound design, if you're trying to be unique, like how do you do that with like, let's say a specific genre? Is it just trying to bring elements that you don't hear commonly in that genre or? Yeah, I would say, you know, I teach people as well how to make music and one of the hardest mm -hmm. things as a you know as a teacher i've had to ask myself is how do i teach someone to be unique how to be creative it's very hard to do but one of the things that has helped is reading um obviously i think everyone's read steal like an artist 
So mm-hmm. the idea of mixing maybe, you know, like everyone uses a Reese in the break with beautiful vocals on top. But what if the thing that separates it is you're still using the Reese, but now you're using bringing in a drum and bass element yeah, and maybe resampling it, right? So you could have it go boom, boom, ba, 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 ba. Right. Uh, little things like that. Exactly. So things. like you were saying, maybe like learn sound the same for other genres and then see if there's a way that you can, you know, put it into the stuff you make mm-hmm. without being too different, you know, because obviously, you know, you do something too much, then you kind of kill the song. But if you can have it be a neat effect and it's cool. Mm. I mean, I, I was hearing this art bat sound. I think the track is called Flame. I'm not too uh-huh. sure. But yeah, I mean, they have a, a drum and bass element in the break and the song did good because of it you know it was like straight up yeah and that was that was the break it catches your attention exactly right but you know we all use the break uh sorry a reese in the break but they Mm -hmm. did it different they they went to drum and bass to get that david guetta with what like basic saws but with like a techno sort of element to it so there you go I just want to point to something that you just did. And I feel that it's how a lot of producers actually talk nine times out of 10 in the studio is the uh, enacting the sound. And someone's like, yeah, I know how to make that. And they go in. Well, I the- <laughs> <laughs> it's a common language, bro. <laughs> it doesn't matter what language you talk. You can, you can interact. <laughs> you can interact with sounds. That's true. <laughs> yeah. We just want to say thank you to Boombox for allowing this collaboration to be possible. Go sign up at www.boombox.io for your free account, which includes four gigabytes of free storage. And then you can add collaborators. They can comment on your tracks and you can have seamless feedback back and forth to make sure your track is perfect by the time it's done 100 so now it's time for the out of the box question which is if uh if you if you have to cook yourself and you need to make something quick like or, or maybe not make something quick but like do you have a meal that you know how to cook like people are like oh you should try my lasagna or you should try my whatever like i'm talking like you have to actually make it it can't be like uh you know what i mean it can't be like something out of a box do you have something you can actually cook that's your go-to oh man <laughs> yeah, I'm a griller, bro. I grill a lot. So there you go. I don't know if that counts because you're just putting what, salt and pepper on a steak. Yeah, dude. You have to watch kids. it. You have to babysit it a bit. <laughs> yeah, uh, come on, dude. There's more to it. You know, you gotta have the meat thermometer and like. But yeah, oh, you're yeah, hardcore. You're hardcore. Yes, like yes, that. yes. I'm into it, man. <laughs> like uh, lately, lifestyle changes too, as more like carnivorous. You know, like uh, sure. Milk. I'm keto now, so bunch of meat, bro. I, I have two dishes, but I'll just go with one of them because I feel like it's the most expected is I make a really mean carbonara. Ooh. And that's damn. just exercise. Yeah. yeah. Uh, Wait, my. Are you ta- oh, okay. You are Italian. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So you trust it's like, it's like, he's like, I'm Italian. We're like, all right, we'll try it. Let's go. There you go. Mine yeah. is random. I can make a good pad Thai. So there you go. I can throw in some Thai food. <laughs> So let's get back into the let's dive in deeper. So I just I, I want to uh, I want to add here that uh, Zen did very kindly send me his evolution number two exploration number two volume two number two yes number two sorry exploration exploration of sound oh was- sorry yeah the pack the pack itself is explorations volume two melodic house bro melodic techno I think it was okay sure yeah and, and what, what's your what's your 100 percent honest serious non-biased review yes tell it's me now great. it's great and it's not just great but it's diverse 
too. I mean, I think it's not just like it definitely falls into the category of that genre, like the sounds, you know, you can you feel like where they would sit in a track. But then I also I think sometimes with preset packs, you can be like, oh, I've heard that before. I've heard that before. And Mm. it's just not that it's it's not that inspiring but what i really like that you've done is you've added your effects to the macros on on that's key and then you've named them and Mm. the effects that you've created the effects chains you created i I think are also the most inspiring part so if you have downloaded zen's packs make sure you check out those macros because i missed them at first i honestly feel like when there's not macros assigned and they're not like labeled and stuff like that i just feel like i don't know the pack doesn't seem quite as cool you know what i mean like you got to take advantage of all the tools yeah i agree agree with you guys man i try and promote that site too you know because like again you know i'm a producer sound designer mainly sound designer though that's where Mm -hmm. i make majority of my income but i like to have the producer side because it allows for good macros right like in that pack that you were talking about, Fabio, I think in some of the leads, mm-hmm. there's macros for adding layers or opening the lead up because in that genre, right, it's sort of mm-hmm. like the plug will start. You want to, you usually have like some sort of sequence start playing and it's playing throughout the whole song, but how do you keep it interesting? Yeah. So again, as a producer that's made it, I'm like, oh, well, you can like, mm-hmm. you know, start out like a plug and then you move the macro and it turns it into a, a lead where it's like da 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 instead of da da da. Right. Right. Um, you add a layer to it. So for instance, Serum has the sub oscillator, which is just another oscillator with like basic analog shape. So why not use that to add a top layer? Um, so the macros are set up like that. And, and I agree with you, man. I always tell people if presets don't have macros, you're getting scammed, bro. You know, find a new sound designer, dog. <laughs> I actually I, I have an interesting follow-up on that one. So um sound design so so over time more and more people have sold sound banks like in the beginning there wasn't that many preset pack companies to go to and then as you know splice came out and then also like almost every producer practically it seems is selling their sound bank or their presets or their sample pack or whatever so someone like yourself who has his own business when it comes to you know selling sounds essentially um yeah how is the how is the climate changed and how does someone like let's say someone's watching this who is a pretty darn good sound designer and wants to sell their own pack or even just wants to distribute it for free like what's the best way what are some marketing tips essentially to stand out uh with all the competition out there for packs it's a lot of answers to it because i feel like mine's is not the best but it's mm. it's what's worked for me it's just being valuable you know i think the thing that yeah. separates a sound bank from another sound bank assuming they're all the same sounds is how much that person likes you how much yeah. they 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 value and how much do they feel grateful towards you for creating mm. it. So for me, it's always been about being valuable. How can I use my sounds to help people? So for instance, I might teach people how to make a drop mm. like so-and-so or like, and then do tutorials based around it. So for instance, if I'm going to release like a techno sound bank, right? Which I have Paradox Volume 4 coming out next month, which usually does nice. amazing. Yeah, I love the techno community. They support my packs heavily. Um, I'll start making content based around the pack, around that sound. So by the time it comes out, people trust. They're like, this guy knows what he's doing. The sounds he's been using to teach sound amazing. So you're sort of putting hints here and there, using the sounds, Mm. not promoting them, but letting them hear it while you're teaching them. I love that idea. Yeah. That's what's worked best for me personally. I mean, just market it and and show the sound. So like Seven Skies mm-hmm. does it, right? 
Facebook yeah. ads, yeah. Instagram ads. If the sounds are good, they're good. Yeah, so you get to know which 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 people are good. Like you said, Seven Skies, like you know that's quality, you know, when you're mm-hmm. getting those sounds. Yeah. So I was gonna say your approach is so smart because I think humans are innately lazy too. So you're gonna show them how to make a sound. It's gonna be awesome, but humans are so impatient, you know? And so ultimately they'll be like, This is an amazing sound. You know what? I want it for myself. I trust and I'm just gonna purchase it. Uh, I, mm. I, I that's the goal, yeah. Well, one thing a lot of people forget about too, though, is like you could get a sound pack and try to recreate those sounds and test them back and forth compared to the pro sound. It's the same thing with uh, like, I always say like, it could be a good idea to get your track professionally mastered by an engineer, even if you want to master it yourself so that you can hear the difference so that you can use that as a reference. You know what I mean? Like, so yeah, I also agree with you though, uh, Fab, about how like, yeah, sometimes you just want to get the pack. Like you're like, I don't want to have to design all these from scratch or maybe mm-hmm. it's just not your favorite thing. Some people, that's another thing that's a really interesting topic to dive into is that I feel like some producers are under the impression that in order to be a quote unquote good producer, they have to be good at everything. And the thing that I think a lot of us forget is that mastering is its own profession. Sound design is its own profession. Like people literally win Grammys for these specific things like sound design, you know, mixing, mastering, all that kind of stuff. Um, and I think we have to take a little bit of the pressure off ourselves sometimes and know that like, yeah, there it's obviously cool to learn and like you should explore different things, um, but don't put the pressure on yourself to be as good as Zenworld at sound design, as good as Fabio at, uh, you know, engineering as good. You know what I mean? Like it's, that's a tough thing to do. Yeah, I agree. I agree hundred percent, bro. That's the way I see it. I just tell people I'm trying to make your lives easier. That's mm. all. A lot of people are good producers, but then they just don't have the sounds to make their ideas come to life. But once they have it, they're like, let's go. Let's go. <laughs> let's go. <laughs> yeah, dude. It's not- yeah. I'm gonna I'm gonna quote and butcher this quote at exactly the same time. There you uh, go. I read a while ago, which maybe maybe you've both seen in the past. You're but... gonna say the quote with a British accent, though, so it doesn't matter if you butcher oh. it; it'll still sound good. <laughs> it's um, someone criticized me for using a sample, so I went ahead and recorded my own snare, and then someone criticized me for using the snare, so I went out, killed a goat, skinned it, and made my own. <laughs> I made my own drum and it's kind of like this. Oh it, yeah. It just keeps it, going deeper. It's going deeper and deeper. Do you know what I mean? And it's kind of like the idea that like someone is, is criticizing or scrutinizing the fact that you're using something pre-made should never be the case. Cause it's all about how you use it. Right. Mm-hmm. Yeah. 100%. How you bring it together. Three biggest sound design mistakes of uh, people who try to sound design. What do you think? Oh, I have a good amount. So let me do my <laughs> He's job. like, I got no. more than three. <laughs> uh, yeah, it's actually because it's been a video idea as well. Um, too many effects, number one. Mm-hmm. And, and I think, you know, it's a beautiful thing about knowing a bit of everything, mixing, you know, like sound design, producing. Mm-hmm. When you mix, right, I feel like a lot of producers overdo their effects, delays, yeah. reverbs, flangers, phasers, mm-hmm. you know. Um, so what I see a lot is people just getting too fancy. It kills mm-hmm. the integrity of the sound when they're trying to achieve something else. So one of the best things is people like, why don't my leads sound fucking cool? Like, why do they yeah. sound weak compared to so-and-so? And then you look at so-and-so, the thing they're comparing to, and it's like a basic super saw. Uh-huh. Right? And then they're putting flanges and phasers. So overdoing yeah. it, over effects. Over layering, I think it's another mm-hmm. big one. I don't think this one's done as much because the field has changed from like big room to more like techie stuff but yeah 
Yeah, I remember like back then FL Studio <laughs> producers would like layer 12 leads together, right? To me, that's just as a sound designer, it makes no sense because you have a bunch of like the same sound saws, squares interacting, right? So when you get an inverse of that, it phases out. So unless you're mm -hmm. going for a phased out sound, it works. If you're not, well, now you're running more risk. And then Fabio's going to get this lead and go, what the fuck did you do? <laughs> so, <laughs> so I see that a lot. I think the last one I would say probably is trying to do something another synth is good at with the synth you have. So for instance, Serum, I mean, it has FM, mm -hmm. but it's probably not the best FM synth. You would go more for like operator or FM8 if you wanted like real FM or DEX, right? Which is a free FM synthesizer. I've done that mistake trying to remake sounds that were made like on an OBXA or something. Like, yeah. you know, this old, like trying to capture the want and stuff. Like, yeah, a lot of the times you have to switch the tool you're using. You can't expect silent to make that dubstep growl right you go mm. to serum for that or massive so it's probably mm. the third one i would add in there i totally agree that you know trying to get something that is sort of quite naturally digital sounding to try and sound uh, really analog it's just you're going to be it's, it's an uphill battle you know there are, right. there are different synths out there for different reasons and although they all produce the same waveforms and have they all have envelopes ultimately they all have a different character so uh think about you know as when clients come to me and i teach people as well they say i'm looking to get this sound i'm like well this is more of an analog sound so you're going to want these synths here and they're like oh but i use serum can i use that i'm like you you could but you could <laughs> save yourself a lot of stress and 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 use something else so I think that's that's a really, really valid point that I haven't thought about in a long time. Something I take for granted, but special thanks to Zenworld for being here. And you can find all our details and Instagram handles in the link in the description below. Big thanks to Boombox for making this collaboration possible. Yes, and make sure to comment below if you're a sound designer, which plugins you use, if any of the tips sounded good to you, or if you learned anything from this podcast and someone who comments is gonna be entered to win $500 in either studio gear, plugins, whatever you need to help you make better music and yes go check out boombox.io you can find all of our details like fabio said in the description and we'll see you next time peace bye <laughs>